Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for the Word and the Word that it comes and it falls in the hearts, Lord, that's receptor. Father, that the Word will come and it will speak to our spirits and the spirit man and that we will hear. Father, your Word says those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And Father, that we will come and we'll do that which you send us to do. Father, thank you for every assignment that we have. Thank you, Father, that you are King in this place, Jesus, and that your Word rules and your Word reigns in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to start with a scripture in the book of Mark, uh, chapter 4, verse 26, to just lay a foundation, and then we're going to continue. So the word says, Mark, chapter 4, uh, verse 26 and 27. Well, Mary, I think it is there now. Yeah. And he said, the kingdom of God is, is if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Right? And he says then, and he what? He sleeps and he rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. Amen? So it says the kingdom of God is like a man scattering seed on the ground. He sleeps and he rises night and day. The seed sprouts and it grows, but he does not know how. All right, so there's a part of God's kingdom that manifests that you don't see on top. It's on the beneath, in beneath the surface. Amen? Come on. It's, yeah, thank you. It's beneath the surface that something takes place. It's there. What happens when you sow a seed? When you sow a seed, you put it in the ground. That's what it says. So there's a ground, the ground of the kingdom. And it says the kingdom is like scattering that seed and it goes into the ground. There's a period where you don't have anything to do with that. And the Bible speaks in terms of seed. When I prayed for this week, I've, I felt God wanted to say something in terms of the kingdom and the seed that we carry. And um, word speaks about first seek the kingdom of God. And we spoke about the wisdom in the kingdom. We spoke about the faith in the kingdom. And I felt God really wants to do something about the kingdom. But there's a principle of the kingdom because he says there's a parable of the sower sowing seed. And he says, and if you don't understand this parable, this parable is the key to understanding the parables of the kingdom. If you don't understand this, you won't understand the kingdom. You won't understand what he says about the kingdom. And God says there's a kingdom that's unshakable. And sometimes we feel like we're in a difficult place. I don't know, but, but as we talk with people and as we go through, we are the shepherds, you are the sheep, and we just put our fingers through the wool. We can see there's lots of stuff happening. I don't know if, if, if you're going through stuff at the moment. Or maybe who of you feels like you're in a dark place? In a dark place. All right? A donker plaque. And this is the principle I want to encourage you morning, this morning about the kingdom and the process that God's doing. Because what happens to a seed? It's being planted. All right? And sometimes being planted, you're in a dark place. You think that you've been buried. Come on. You think you've been buried. Instead, you've been planted. You've not been buried. You've been planted. And this is, and this is the thing. Being planted feels the same as being buried. Come on. Being planted feels the same. It's dark. It's uncomfortable. All right. You are pushed down. You are compressed. You just carry this weight upon you. 
And if you judge things too soon, what's going to happen? You're going to get discouraged and you're going to give up on the dreams that God wants you to pursue. God has given you dreams to chase, to pursue things. And if you don't understand the process, if you don't understand the process of the kingdom of God and how He works, He says you're not going to understand everything else, you're going to miss it. Come on, say, Lord, help me. I don't want to miss it. Come on. You see, in one of the most significant seasons that we can go through in our lives is the seasons where we shoot roots, where we go down and we come. It's a season where externally it looks stagnant. You see, and how often do we measure that what we see externally in our lives? Only the things that's on the surface, the things that's on top. All right? And we measure that what we can see, but God doesn't measure the way that we measure. And we see that, that some things in our lives look stagnant, and God is working actually beneath the surface in our lives. He's building a foundation that your destiny is dependent on. And we don't understand because we can't see. Come on. You are planted in the season. You are not buried in, in the soil. You're planted. Come on. Amen. And there's a difference between being buried and being planted. And as we said this morning about expectation, the difference is expectation. The difference is expectation of what happens next. Because when you take a seed and you put it in the ground, what do you say? You don't say, I'm burying the seed. Come on. You're saying, I'm planting the seed. True? You say, I'm planting the seed. So it's the expectation. The difference is that you plant the seed to expect it to seed again. To expect to see that it comes back to life. To see that it bears great fruit. Come on, there's a difference. You don't say, I bury the seed. You say, I plant because you expect a garden. You expect a tree. You expect fruit. You expect something in return. Amen? And when we go through tough times, when we go through a place where you feel that you've been buried, the fact is you've been planted in God's kingdom. You've been planted in the kingdom of God. And He wants you to, to be rooted in the kingdom of God. Come on, say, I'm planted. Say, I'm planted. That means what? That means you're coming back, all right? That means you're coming back. You're not only just coming back, you're coming back better, increased, amen, stronger, deeper, more, more wisdom, more substance, more of the Holy Spirit. You go in as a seed, but because of that life of God which is in you, come on, you come out blossomed. You come out as something that's fruitful. The life of God which is in you. There's an important key. We're going to get to that. 1 Peter 1.23 says this. He says, Since you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and the abiding Word of God. Come on. Amen. The living Word of God. It's the imperishable seed of God. It means that the seed you come from has got an assignment. The seed you have in you is imperishable. It's indestructible. It cannot be destroyed. It's got an assignment. God made you as a seed. And He said, I gave you an assignment to be something, to do something. That means that, that you cannot go to waste. You cannot be destroyed. Amen. You cannot fade away. You cannot come to nothing. When God puts a seed in you and He calls you the seed and the Word of God is compared to a seed, it means that you cannot fail because it's imperishable. Come on. Imperishable. That, that means your seed has an assignment. There's an assignment to your seed. And listen to this. 
When God puts seed in the ground, what, what happens? He plants you. Now you need to grow and produce fruit. And I know some of us, in your circumstances, you think that it's dead. In your circumstances, you feel that maybe everything is dead around you. Maybe the relationship is dead around you. Maybe you're in a dark place and you cannot see any light. Maybe you look at your husband and you think, man, that's dead. Come on, husband says, that's wishful thinking. All right? That's wishful thinking. 1 Corinthians 15, 36 says, your foolish person. That's not the way to answer them now. All right? It says, your foolish person, Janine, you got it. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. Come on. You see, it looks dead, but it says, it does not come to life unless it dies. God comes and, and there's something in your life that needs to come to life. But first, before it comes to life, it says it needs to, to die. That's what God speaks about putting the seed in the ground. It needs to die. You see, everything concerning God's kingdom work opposite to that of the world. The world has got one system, one way. God's kingdom works different. The world will tell you different. The world will say, hey, come on, there's another way. The world will say, what are you still doing in that place? God says, my kingdom system works different than that of the world system. That which is born of God has overcome the system of the world. Amen? Yeah. 1 Corinthians 3 says, you are God's fellow workers. You are God's field and God's building. You are God's field, meaning that God wants to plant you. God wants to plant you. The word of God is, is often referred to as seed. The word of God. And there's a couple of verses in the New Testament where the Greek, the word Greek, sperma, is translated seed. So sperma is the Greek word for the English word sperm, where we get babies from. And that's the Greek word, and, and it's translated many places as seed. To conceive and give birth to, to the miracles that you need, what happens? Is we need to take God's word like a seed, amen, in our hearts. Conception cannot take place without planting a seed. You need to plant that seed for conception to take place. And you can only plant that seed if there's intimacy. God calls you to intimacy and He says, the seed, the Word of God is planted in your heart, the incorruptible seed of God to conceive and give birth to the miracles, the fruit, the things that He wants you to give birth to. And Mark 4, Jesus speaks, that's what we read, he speaks about three parables to illustrate the word and the kingdom of God, what a natural seed is to a harvest. And he comes and he says this, that, that there's the story of the sower, and I said it, uh, Mark 4, 13, he says that you're not going to understand the parables and the kingdom if you don't understand this. There's something we need to understand. How do they say? Come on, get a revelation. Come on, tell someone, get a revelation. The Lord uses the comparison of His Word to the law of nature that is unchangeable. He comes and He compares the kingdom to a system of sowing and reaping, putting seed in the ground. It's not an institution of man. Just listen. God instituted this principle. God instituted and says, this is how the kingdom works. It's going to be like a seed that you put in the ground and it's going to come up. We need to understand it's not us, it's not our doing, it's not our way, it is God's system. 
It's not an institution of man. You see, we can cheat and manipulate a lot of stuff in our lives. We can cheat the law system. The guilty guy can go free. We can do that, all right? We can, we can beat the school system, all right? Dunia Bess and Krapires, all right? We can do all of those sort of things. You can, you can actually, uh, you know, pass without really studying. True, was that a student saying yes? <laughs> all right? We can cheat all these systems, but we cannot change seed time and harvest. There's a system we cannot, the law of seed time and harvest cannot be violated. God has instituted that and he says, this is the way it's going to be. You see, that's why the, the Lord chose to compare his word to a seed because he says there's a germination process. The word of God in your, in your life takes time. It cannot be avoided. And who of you wants it and wants it now? You shouldn't raise your hands now. <laughs> Wrong place. We want it and we want it now. And he says, my kingdom system works like a seed that needs to germinate and it takes time. That's what he says. You go and sleep. You've got nothing to do of this process. There's a part that happens, the ear, the blade, and then it comes up. And after it comes up, it needs to grow and then the fruit and then the harvest. There's a process. Come on, say process. You see, I don't know who of you knows Chinese bamboo, but Chinese bamboo, it says that apparently after the seed has been sown, nothing takes place for about five years. You can maybe see a little tiny shoot on top. But for the first five years, it's the whole root system that develops and grows underground. And it says in the fifth year, then suddenly it shoots up over 25 meters. So for the first five years, you don't see anything but this little plant. It develops a complex, proper root system and structure. You see, a deep foundation is needed in our lives. And how often, I want to ask you this question, how often are we growing and people look at you and no one believes that you're actually growing? They look at your life and they see nothing. There's seasons that we go through and maybe it's not a season for you for growing upwards. Maybe it's your season going downwards, getting roots in your life. A season where God is putting down roots. God's putting you in a season where every good thing, success and thing happening is not happening in a place where you can measure it. It's happening in a place where God can measure. A lot of stuff happening in our lives other people cannot see but God sees. And we look at the people with our natural fleshly eyes and we, we make judgments. But God sees that what man cannot see. Come on. And he does something in our hearts and our spirits. And that's the parable, uh, Mark 4. He says, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and he rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because there's a harvest or the harvest has come. You see, there's a process because some people, we take the word of God, great. We put it in our hearts for a day or two. But if we don't see fruit immediately, what, we, what do we do? We up, dig up the seed. We dig up the seed through our thoughts. We dig up the seed through our actions, through that what we do, and we wonder why didn't it not work. We speak stuff. You have to leave it in the ground over time. 
Come on, say this phrase. Don't dig up in doubt that what was planted in faith. Don't dig up in doubt that was planted in faith. God comes and, and He plants something. And if we don't see it soon enough, we start digging. That's what it says. The farmer puts the seed in the ground and he says, he doesn't go and dig it open to see what's happening. He says, there's a mystery, there's a part taking place that you cannot see. You do not know how. But then the blade and the ear and the sickle, and then it comes, the full seed of that. There's a part, say, there's a part I'm not going to understand. You see, there's, a, there's a, so many of us, we're in a season where you don't know what you are. You don't know whether you plant it or you bury it. Right? You look at your life, but you, you look at your relationships and, and that what you're going through or your business or that what's going on in your heart or whatever, and you don't know whether you plant or, or, or bury it. And if you talk to people, and you're going to ask them where they're at, a lot of people now will tell you, I'm under. I'm under, isn't it? Under pressure. Or is it forget it, you know? Under pressure, or undervalued, or some of you feel like you're underqualified, or under attack, or you're underpaid, you're under fire, or under equipped, or whatever. Some of you are underestimated. But most of us, we feel like we're just underground, isn't it? You feel like life is just piling a lot of dirt and heaps and stuff on you. And, and it's like nobody even knows what's on the inside of you. Man, I can be more than that. I can do more than that. And I just want to encourage you, your faith this morning, that there's a place that you can live in God. Come on. That although you feel like you're under, He says that I can take you to a place where you can rise. And this is the thing. That you are not just under, but you will be sustained. And watch this. You're going to make it through. You're going to make it through. You see, everybody of us, we want God to magically deliver us from something. I don't know who of you wants to be delivered. <laughs> you know, some wants to be delivered from debt, others from demons, and others from, from, you know, let me not continue. But God says sometimes we wish to be delivered, and we just want to get it over with. And He says, maybe my plan is for you to make it through it. Maybe my plan is for you. And, and God says, I know you worry. I know this. And I know you want me to save you now. But God says, I'm going to sustain you now. And I'm going to take you through it. And most of us, we want to give up, isn't it? We want to give up at this point because it's not easy. It's not the easy way to go through it. But you know this? Growth and comfort never go together. Growth and comfort are our enemies. Growth and comfort never goes together. And sometimes we want to be comfortable and we want to do all of these other things and we want to see what God has for us. We want everything. Growth and comfort doesn't go together. It doesn't mix. And I want you to understand that if you feel like you're under in any area of your life, maybe you're under depression, feel like you're under attack, that God is going to come and revive your faith today. God's going to come. Don't quit prematurely because it's hard. Don't give up. Don't give up on that marriage or throw in the towel or go back home quitting from your studies or the school just because you are in a hard season. 
Don't give up. Come on, write this down. Who of you had got pains? Under does not mean over. Under does not mean over. In this season, if you're under, it doesn't mean it's over. Come on. Doesn't mean it's over. I want to read a scripture. Psalm 1.3. It says, He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaves does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. You see, in your life, it's all about perspective. Where you're at and where you see yourself. Where you're at. And it says that this is what David says. This is the relationship you have with God. He says that everyone that's in relationship with God is like a tree planted. Come on, tell planted. Say planted. That's, that's what God wants for every believer. That is what he wants your relationship to look like. He says that you are a tree that's been planted. Now come on, what? he says after maturity, when you grow up to fullness, you're going to be like this tree planted by rivers of living waters. So, so name any big tree. Hey? A sequoia. And else? More? A bo boabab. Good. All right. A vulgarboom, an oak tree. All right. It's all big trees. Boabab's big. And God says, some of you don't want to look like an, a boabab. All right. Let's take an oak tree. <laughs> okay. Oak tree. He says, it's not something small. Some of those are really big that you can walk around it. Ne? It really becomes big. So it provides shade, doesn't it? It provides shelter. There's some nutrients, some nourishment. And out of everything that David can come and compare our relationship to God, he comes and he compares our relationship to a tree by rivers of living waters. So I want you to get this image in your mind. Get this image, and, and I know right now that, that maybe you don't have a good self-esteem. Self-esteem. Self <laughs> and I know maybe you feel like you are chopped on, and you've been cut. But I want you to see the image that God compares you with. To see the way that He sees. He says, you are a tree planted among the riverbanks. And it's interesting that he says, that he uses this metaphor that he says, you're a tree planted among or along the river. Why does he use this metaphor? Because he says this, that you don't have to depend on the rain. You need to be planted so close to the water, no matter if the rain comes or not. And sometimes we want the rain, but God says, I want you to be planted so close to the river of life that out of your belly, will flow rivers of living water. Come on. He says that when you're close to the river, you don't have to depend on what's happening in the atmosphere. When you're close to the river, to the Spirit of God, you don't have to depend on what's happening in the government. When you're close to the river, you don't have to depend on what's happening in the job. God says that what I want for your life is this, to be a tree planted by rivers of living water. And check this part, so that you can bear fruit in each season. 
Not in season, in each season. And do you know why this is significant? Trees don't bear fruit in each season. Trees don't. But he says the system and the kingdom of God has overcome the system of this world. Come on. If you are born of God, you have an imperishable seed in you. If you're in God's kingdom system, he says, then you're like a tree planted by waters that carries fruit in each season. Summer fruit, winter fruit, spring fruit, lay me off my job fruit, leave me fruit, lost a loved one fruit, doesn't matter what you throw at me life, I've got fruit. I've got fruit. It's interesting that God comes and he compares our relationship like a tree planted by rivers of living waters and then John long way gone from David comes and he writes he sees the tree of life in the book of Revelation and the river of God flowing from the throne as pure as crystal the tree bearing each month a different kind of fruit amazing David writes and he says this is what's being in God's presence like John writes and he says, in throne of heaven, this is what the presence of God is. You're like a tree bearing fruit each month. And he says this, another thing that's amazing. You know, how many times are we so, so chuffed with that one time we had fruit in our lives? Right? 17 years back I had fruit and you just live on that. You still praise God for that fruit you had 17 years back. God wants you to be planted and carry fruit no matter what. And this is what he says. If you planted along the riverbanks, bearing fruit in each season, then what? He says, and the leaves never wither. And this is also crazy. But God's system overcomes the world system because what? Each season there's a place. In winter time there's a season that the tree is going to stalling nutritions. And then it leaves everything on the outside. The leaves leave. True. It's supplying nutrients to a different part. To not to the things that are on the outside. And again we look at the outside and we judge people according to what we see on the outside. But in the winter season, it says, I'm not going to give nutritions to that's what's on the outside so that I can preserve and be ready for the next season of what's happening on the inside. But God says His system works like that because you plant it. Near me, you are able to get everything that you need from me. You don't have to save anything. You don't have to come and lose your leaves. Your leaves will never wither. Amen? Your leaves will never wither. Doesn't matter if anybody else around you is withering or dying away. Because you're connected. You produce. You look healthy and you are actually healthy in every season. Come on. This is the image God sees of you. This is the image you should see of yourself. That you're like a tree planted. That's how you should see the image of your kids, of your family, of your household. You're like a tree planted amen bearing good fruit and the last thing that he says is this so that you can prosper amen in all that you do prosper in all that you do do you know how crazy this thing is 
that, that everything that you even think to do or to work about, it's like God goes signs on it. God comes and he signs it off. He's like, I, I love the idea that you have because God comes because you're rooted in him. God comes and he's like, yes. You see, God comes and he says, and everything you do, you will prosper. He's the supplier of all needs. Everything we do can prosper. What's our problem? Sometimes we are not planted in a place where we can grow roots. Sometimes we are not planted in a place. We pot plants, pot planter, potted plants, isn't it? We put ourselves in confined spaces. We limit ourselves. We move from place to place trying to look good, isn't it? Trying to be seen, trying to get in one place and then in another. God says, I'm trying to get you into a place where you can stay long enough so that you can get rooted so that I can make you grow and bear good fruit. Come on. That's what happens. We pot plants. You allow limitations to prevent that, but to define you how high you can go. You allow limitations to define you and to say only this big. I want you to understand that, that God wants to break all of your limitations if you allow Him to come. Trees are not planted. Trees are not planted. Seeds are. Seeds are planted. God never planted a tree. He always plants a seed. So don't discount the small beginnings. That what starts small, come on, God wants to take tall. He wants to make it become tall. Don't disguise or, or despise. No, despise, <laughs> not disguise. Despise the small seeds. The second parable he speaks of is the mustard. He says the little smaller seed, yet it becomes the significant bush. You see, don't think about my little family, my little gift, my little this. God says, you don't see what I see. You know why God gives us seed? He says, I give it to you in that form so that you cannot destroy before you know how to work it. So many times we take something and we destroy it. And I say, I give it in the form of a seed so that you cannot destroy until you know how to work with it. I'm telling you that that little faith, that little thing will become much if you put it in a place where you can be planted. Seeds are planted. Seeds are planted. I'm almost halfway. Praise God. As I'm starting to end off. My question is this. Will you stay long enough in a place so that God can plant you? Will you stay long enough in a place for God to do the work in your life? What if God says, oh, I'm trying to get out of that job, I'm trying to do this, and God says, maybe that's the way that I try to work to do that so that I can plant you, so that in that circumstance, your seed can become a tree. And sometimes we want to or we want to shortcut the processes of God in our lives. Especially in our microwave society, isn't it? We just all want to hit that miracle growth. Overnight, we want to become a forest. God says no. Seed, time, and harvest. The seed, then time, then the harvest. Come on. Look at how much God does under the surface. This is the kingdom of God. 
This is the process, and this is what I want to encourage you with today, that, that you're planted, but there's a process under the surface. Something that happens that even you cannot see or understand. And God takes you, and God will take you to the, to the fullness of what He has for you. You see, God says, this is the way I'm going to do it, seed time and harvest. I, want, I, I know that, that you want to be the CEO right now, all right? But he says, can I have enough time to develop something in you? Because if you don't have any roots in you, you're going to just, it's, I'm, I cannot build that what I want to build in you. Because you're not going to be able to withstand the work that I do if you don't have the roots, if you haven't gone down. And some of us, we're frustrated. Some of you have been frustrated in the season because you've been under. And you look at it as God punishing you. You look at that God, it's a negative thing. You don't understand what God's doing. But it's in this place where God's developing the roots in you. Come on, anybody? God's developing something in you. God says, that what I'm building in you? It's going to be something that goes deep. Something that, that, that when it's time, it's going to go high. So it's in that place that I have to develop, that I have to do. God's not there to take you out. The hard thing about being planted is that it's dark. You don't see everything. It's lonely. True? It's dark and it's lonely. And some of us, we ask this question, where is God? Where is God? Come on. We do. We don't understand. We plant it. We think we bear it and we say, where is God? And as I end off, this is the thing. The place of death and the place of destiny in a season look the same. The place of death and the place of destiny for a season look the same. If I take a seed, I dig open the ground, I put the seed in the ground and I cover it, it's the same process than digging a grave, taking a body, put it in and cover it. The place of death and the place of destiny looks the same for a season. Same process. But if you're filled with faith, come on, say faith. Know that God has got a plan for you. You see, it's in this place where you're buried or, or feel like you're buried that the enemy comes to convince you that you missed it. The place where God's birthing destiny, he comes and tells you, curl up and die. Just get it over with. Just quit. The same place. The enemy comes to tell you, this is the place where God has forsaken you. God says, no. Don't uproot yourself from this place. Because God is creating you to be what you need to be. Look, it's hard in both places. It's dark in both places. It's lonely in both places. You have to get this, that faith is that what's going to keep you. I'm not under. And although it feels like I'm under, it's not over. Amen? I want to say one more thing, then I'm done. I want you to realize something very significant in being planted. The, re the, 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 the real way or the only way that you can really say whether you are planted or buried is not by something external. Because I can plant a coin right now, isn't it? But because there's nothing inside the coin, it's going to stay buried.
But if I plant a seed, come on, because of what's inside the seed. Now's the place to get the revelation. Because of what or who is on the inside of it. Come on. Do you get it? I can plant a coin, but there's nothing inside of it. It's going to stay buried. But if I plant a seed because of what or who is inside of it. You see, it doesn't matter what life throws at you. Come on. How insignificant it might look. The word says, as long as the greater one lives on the inside of you, greater is he that's within me than he is in the world. Amen. The word says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world system. You are a seed. That's what the word says. The kingdom of God, the word is like a seed that's scattered, planted. God says you are born again from an incorruptible seed. I want you to realize what is or who is on the inside of you. That is what's making all the difference. Come on. God is with you. You're going to come up. You're going to be strong. That's what John says. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Make sure that you're feeding on the word of God. That you're feeding on the word of God. That, that what's inside of you has faith. That what's inside of you. One day, you're going to stand tall. You're going to know, although I thought I was dead, man, everyone missed it. I was planted, not buried. Amen. Come on, let's stand together. Thank you, Father. Let's stand together and, and just let God do something in your heart. I believe that this word is stirring faith. This is something that I really believe that, that God wanted to remind us about this kingdom and the process we're going through. Remember that what you go through, people look different. But God sees what no man can see. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit our website on lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function, so let's build.